Hi, Steve here. I think more people in this country are waking up to the reality that what we have in D.C. is nothing more than a form of government. The government in power is a socialist regime. There's one lawgiver and judge who is able to save and destroy, and it's not anyone in D.C. or at the WEF. I've got a big news flash for everyone who thinks that this administration in this country and in other countries who are pushing their mandates and their wishes on mankind cannot make any new laws that have any validity whatsoever. Because when they make their laws that go against God's laws, they only prove that they are the ones the law was made for. Paul told Timothy, but we know that the law is good provided one uses it legitimately. We know that the law is not meant for a righteous person, but for the lawless and rebellious, for the ungodly and sinful, for the unholy and irreverent, for those who kill their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, and males who have sex with males, for slave traders, liars, perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound teaching that conforms to the gospel concerning the glory of the blessed God, which was entrusted to me. Since God's law is the only one that matters, they really think they can go against God's law and prevail? Here's the irony. They are making Christians, conservatives, and righteous people their enemies with their so-called rules, regulations, and mandates and laws. The reality is, they are the lawless and rebellious ones. They are unholy and irreverent. They are the sexually immoral. They are the liars and perjurers. I know there's a real disconnect for people in the church who don't understand the scriptures, and so they read Romans 13 and they believe you should do whatever your government tells you. But it's not talking about rulers and authorities outside of God's law. Read it here with me and understand it. Let everyone submit to the governing authorities since there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Do you want to be unafraid of the one in authority? Do what is good, and you will have its approval. For it is God's servant for your good. God is the one who established government for people. The true definition of authority here means power assigned to another, authorization. God has never authorized lawlessness for anyone in government or leadership. Anyone claiming they have the authority to institute and implement lawlessness against people, they're liars. They have no authority from God, especially when they gain their position by lawlessness, by perjury, by fraud. Paul said the authorities that exist are instituted by God. Just because someone claims authority doesn't mean they have it. A man can be a billionaire and claim to be the greatest philanthropist the world has ever known, but that doesn't mean they are. Paul said, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. The law is not meant for a righteous person, but for the lawless. We have a bunch of people in this government cabal now that pretend to be righteous, but in reality, by their very works, what they try to legislate against Americans proves that they are lawless. We have to understand what Paul told the Thessalonians in his second letter. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, 
but the one now restraining will do so until he's taken out of the way, and then the lawless one will be revealed. The Lord Jesus will destroy him with the breath of his mouth and bring him to nothing at the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is based on Satan's working with every kind of miracle, both signs and wonders serving the lie, and with every wicked deception among those who are perishing. They perish because they did not accept the love of the truth so they could be saved. For this reason, God sends them a strong delusion so that they will believe the lie, so that all will be condemned who believe the lie, those who did not believe the truth, but delighted in unrighteousness. This is why God sent his only son into this world to suffer, die, and rise again from the dead to give us eternal life. But Jesus explained to us why the lawless do what they do. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Anyone who believes in him is not condemned, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he hasn't believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than the light because their deeds, their actions were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and avoids it so that his deeds may not be exposed. But anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. Jesus made it real simple. In all of the parables he taught, and he explained it this way. The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed, these are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Therefore, just as the weeds are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will gather from his kingdom all who cause sin and those guilty of lawlessness. They will throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. Let anyone who has ears listen. Don't think for one second that it's not going to happen exactly the way Jesus said it will. If you're a person who really loves your sin life, you better enjoy it now. Live it with all the gusto you can to serve your flesh because eternity is a long, long time. And your punishment will be eternal in a lake that burns with sulfur. The lake of fire appears in Revelation in four places. The first time in Revelation 19.20. Revelation chapter 20, verses 10, 14, 15, tell us that the lake of fire never stops burning. It burns day and night. After you die and enter eternity, it's too late to change your mind on whether you're going to receive Christ. You have either received the love of the truth by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you've rejected Him. Make the right choice now. Your tomorrow may never come but your future will either be in heaven or in hell and the lake of fire. I leave a link in the description box below. It'll take you to a special page with a prayer that if you agree with and mean it in your heart, you will be born again and you will never be the same. Think about it.